0: Jimmy Butler's not a number one, John Morant can't put down the guns, and Zion Williamson is having too much fun. All that and much more right here on the third episode of SparkCast Media. I'm your host, Austin Bradley, joined by my co-host, Brian Sparkman. Brian, what do you think about Zion Williamson having all this fun?
1: First, I, was, first I want to say, great intro. A little outrageous, but great. Um, Yeah, you know, he needs to keep it on the court. Because he can't obviously he can't stay on the court healthy, but he can stay in the sheets healthy apparently.
0: Hey, or or not healthy, we don't know yet. We don't know his personal, you know, what's going on with him. Obviously, he's only played. I think the the ratio of games he's played is like one to three. Like he for every one game he plays, he misses three. So definitely needs to uh, take a different approach going forward in the NBA. But speaking of the NBA. Last time we left off, we talked about Game 4 of the NBA Finals. Well, we only have one game to talk about in the NBA Finals because, as I said at the beginning, beginning, Hemi Butler, Hemi Buckets, Hemi No Buckets, he's not a number one, and he could not get the job done against the Denver Nuggets and Nikola Jokic. So, how are you feeling about your favorite team, the Miami Heat, coming up a very short in the NBA Finals?
1: I, I love that we made it, you know, uh, look, the culture is still there and everything. Um, You know, I'm kind of glad we lost it because, you know, they were saying that Dame might not come if we win. You know, I'm hoping we get Damian Lillard. And if we get Damian Lillard, that would be different because I know how he is and he will fit in well with that culture with Jimmy and Bam. And if we have to get rid of Tyler Hero, so be it. Well, let's not jump the gun on that one. We do
0: have that talk coming up a little bit later. But let's talk about uh, Game 5. The Nuggets beat the Heat 94-89. to um, Nikola Jokic is the first player in NBA history to have 500 points, 250 rebounds, and 150 assists in a single postseason. So he was utterly dominant. Um, so I, I can't really fault the Heat for coming up short, even though you know I, I was kind of dogging on... Bam, before we talked about or before the finals started, and now I'm dogging on Jimmy Butler because I don't think actually he can be a number one. Do you think he could be a number one option on a championship team?
1: I think he could. I I, I I feel like Jimmy could be a number one option on a championship team. Um, He proved it through, you know, the semis, the Eastern Conference Finals. But he, know- he
0: didn't prove it because they're not a championship team. I'm saying, do you think he'd be a number one on a team that will win a championship?
1: Yes, I I strongly believe so. I mean, it sucks that this year wasn't our year, but I know he could be a number one on a championship winning team.
0: Okay, I don't agree with that. I think if you look at the finals in particular, that's that series was r- really not good for Jimmy Butler. I no, think he, yeah, he got, it wasn't he got burnt out after doing a lot of work to get there. Obviously, his the first round against the Bucks, amazing. Second round against the Knicks he did really good and he basically duplicated those numbers against the Celtics in uh, the Eastern Conference Finals but then you get to the Finals and he's much worse in terms like in terms of how he played and I don't know if that's because Aaron Gordon is just a lot bigger than the people he played before that because he didn't really play Giannis in round one except for a couple games Mm -hmm. Tatum isn't as big as Aaron Gordon Aaron Gordon's big and strong maybe that threw him off a little bit um what, what do you think about uh, that theory that because he played Aaron Gordon, maybe that's what threw
1: him off a little bit? I don't think that's the case. I mean, because he, he went against Robert Williams, and Robert Williams is about as big as Aaron Gordon. When well, you say? Went
0: against, Bam went against Robert Williams. Okay. And he really, he really played well, up against Al Horford more because they refused to play Robert Williams for some reason. I'm talking about the person specifically who Jimmy Butler was guarding because he guarded... I don't even know who was in for the Bucs when Giannis was out. And then he got I don't even know who he guarded on the Knicks. That I was, believe it was
1: Bobby, Bobby.
0: Okay. And I don't even know who he got on the Knicks. That was because they're not really that you know, that guy. I mean, he went and he guarded Tatum for the against the Celtics. Yeah. But Tatum still went off. I just don't know if if Jimmy can be the number one. Like he has a good mentality, right? He wants to guard a really good player. But to be a number one you have to go out there and perform offensively the whole game. Yeah. That's not Jimmy Butler's game. I Jimmy Butler is a, a two-way player. He loves to get dirty on defense. Mm-hmm. And he shows up in the fourth quarter. 100% shows up in the fourth quarter. You need a number one who's going to show up in all four quarters or at least one through three and let, let Jimmy take over in the fourth I just don't think that's Jimmy's game. That's why I don't think he could be a number one on a championship winning team.
1: I think he could. I feel like, you know, obviously, I feel like when, throughout the playoffs, he just got burned out. Like you said, that's what happened in the bubble. You know, he went on a tear. And then when it came to the finals, you saw, like, the, it was like the famous image of him uh, knelt down underneath the hoop, you know, holding, like, like, gasping for air. You know, like, that's basically how it was this year for him again. You know, and I, you know, I kind of wish that we had like you know what uh, the Nuggets have. You know, they have Jamal Murray score. You know, uh, Nikolai Jokic can score too. You know, that's th- those are solid one two punches. And then plus the pieces they have around around them. KCP can score. Uh, Michael Porter can score. You know, with point because he is shaky. And Aaron Gordon is just he's 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 just there to you know he's he's just physical like he's a freaking nature he jumps out the gym like with that with his size he jumps out the gym i wouldn't doubt if he had like a 40 inch vertical <laughs> he's, yeah. he's explosive he is um but i mean w- with our roster and everything i feel like jimmy butler could be a number one option and still could be a number one option we just need another punch like a one-two punch bam is not like offensively like you know how talented al jokic is and I'm not saying Butler's equivalent to Jamal Murray because those those are two different games. Jamal Murray is really good offensively. He's 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 good at his craft. You know, Jimmy Butler works for his buckets. That's the that's the two differences between them two. But to go on the point, it's I feel like Jimmy Butler can be a number one option still, even if Dane came. I, Honestly, that's a hot take right there. I say Damon would be number one option But there'll be like games where Jimmy Butler's gonna be number one option, too
0: Okay, that that's actually perfect to my point about I want to get back to uh, Bam in a second, but I want to take that I didn't want to jump ahead But now that you said that I want to go ahead and talk about Damian Lillard and Jimmy Butler on the same team Damian Lillard, I think we both can agree He's more of the guy that I was saying he's going to be on all four quarters. He's going to be scoring the points, quarters one through three. And Jimmy's going to be playing great defense. And he's going to take over the fourth quarter. That's what they need. That's why I say Jimmy Butler can't be a number one, because I think to be a true number one, you have to do, you know, I have to show up the whole game. And there was games in the finals and even games in the Eastern Conference finals where Jimmy Butler was not showing up as much as he was in the first round
1: yeah he was like I, I i totally agree like he was like non-existent and then when the fourth quarter came you know the last couple minutes of the game you just see him bucket get fouled free throws bucket you know shooting like shooting like fadeaway threes you know stuff like that it, it was just like you didn't see it the, through the first three quarters and then now you're seeing it in the like the fourth quarter where it matters but like, like against the Nuggets, it didn't matter. We were down double digits. You know, we were always down double digits going in any playoff series. Or not series, but game. I'm sorry. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. And I mean, they did make it respectable at the end of game five, 94 to 89. That's respectable. Yeah,
1: it was respectable. They went on a run like how they do every game, every
0: single game. And, you know, obviously we've seen it only gets you so far. Yeah. And if you look at the Nuggets, like you said, Jokic can score. Jokic is also a generational passer for a big man. Probably maybe the best we've ever seen. And, you know, you, you got Jamal Murray, who I would say now it's a superstar. He's still a little bit borderline on that one. Then you got really, really, really good role players, and that's in quotes. Because you got Aaron Gordon, Michael Porter Jr., who... There are role players on that team, but they're really, really good.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah, they're really, really good role players. Then you also have traditional role players like KCP and Bruce Brown, who they're they're there to score.
1: And Bruce Brown just declined his offer. Hey, yeah, maybe he goes somewhere else. Maybe he goes and helps the Heat. I think I think they only offered him like six mil or nine, something like six or nine mil or, or something like that. He can easily get more than that on another team. I mean, I mean yeah, maybe start. with like
0: the Hornets or something. I mean, on the championship team, he's not going to get more than that because he's a, he is a role player.
1: Like he did really really good for his role, but he's a role player. Yeah, but he can start. I feel like he can start on a bad team.
0: Well, yeah, I mean, a lot of people can start on a bad team. That's that's the point. Like if he wants to stay with, I wouldn't say a lot of people. <laughs>
1: I don't know. The a lot, a lot of
0: the good role players on championship teams mm-hmm. could go to a bad team and start.
1: Yeah. Oh yeah.
0: Look at Terry Rozier when he was on the Celtics. They weren't a championship team, but they are a really good team. He goes to the Hornets and he's starting and he's doing really well. He needs to get out of Charlotte first
1: of all. Yeah, he does. That's a waste of talent. Yeah.
0: As of anyway, right now, as of right now. That's that's what I'm that's what I'm saying. You know what I you know what I mean. But back back to. Uh, Back to Bam though, because I had this down. Because I, I kind of anticipated you saying Jimmy Butler was going to like he was good enough to be number one. I knew you were. So do you think, I guess you already answered it, but is Bam a strong enough two for the Heat to win a championship? No. So no, I. No, I. More.
1: <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> no, I just, I it's just obvious, you know, you watch him play, you know, he struggles sometimes hitting, like, you know, those inside a looks that he easily gets, like, you know, those one handed floaters he gets those, you know, easy, easy, like, you know, stuff that he should easily put in put in the basket. But he doesn't, you know, I'm he showed up a little bit in the finals with those like with those key, like, you know, but he 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 just needs to get better in his offensive game. He's he's a stout defensively. He can guard one through five. He, he can move his feet. He can jump out of the gym. He just needs to get better on his offensive post, low post game. That's what that's what he's struggling with is just hitting those inside looks, and that's why you know we had games where like like and I feel like it, to be an NBA final team, you need to score over a hundred points. I mean, the, the Nuggets didn't score over a hundred points. They they got they they were close every game, or they hit it every game. Well, yeah. I mean, we we weren't really close. I don't think. I think we scored over 100 points one game, and I, I think that's even like saying that that's lucky because I don't think we scored over 100 points in a game in the finals.
0: Yeah, I think it was just the one, but like I'm I'm saying like in the game five the Nuggets won they only scored 94. I mean it's but they were just like, we're just gonna outdo you, so they let the Heat kind of set the tone and they also they just responded. Yep. But I I actually think, Damian Lillard to the Miami Heat is the best case scenario for the Miami Heat because Miami has Jimmy Butler, who, like I said, a great defender. I think he is a superstar, but I don't think he's a number one option on a team just the way his game is. I also agree with you with Bam. I don't think he's a strong enough number two because he's more defensive-minded as well. If you go out and you get Damian Lillard, which that's the big rumor right now is between the Heat and another team. I'm not is sure. Another, is
1: another team out east, I think near us, like the Heat. Like it's I wanna say Wizards or Charlotte's or I don't know. I don't think you would want to go there. No. I don't I I don't know, but I know it's a team out east. Anyway, the number one team linked
0: to him is the Miami Heat. If you get Damian Lillard He's the number one scoring option. He's going to go out there, he's going to get his buckets. He doesn't even have to play super hard on defense either. No. Cuz you got Jimmy and you got Bam. They're going to play super hard on
1: defense. And we have those other guys, those are our role players like, you know, not uh, except for Max Strus and whoever like say, like I think we're going to have to give away Tyler Hero cuz Tyler Hero I, it would suck to see him go, but you know, when you're ever getting a like a superstar like Damian Lillard it kinda of passes a heel really quick. <laughs> yeah, it does.
0: I mean, and that's really the only piece that the Miami Heat have that would be enticing to another team because he's young and he still has a lot of time to develop. So I, I think you probably will have to. If you don't give up Tyler Hero though, that's like Please. Um I don't know. It depends on the other things like uh in the trade. But you have it in the scenario where you get Damien Lillard and you don't give up Tyler Hero. You have Dame, Tyler Hero, Jimmy Butler, Bam, and whoever else you want to put in there. Like you know, at the at the four, or even get a, a true five and have Bam play the four.
1: Depot we still have. Yeah, he was hurt this whole year, wasn't he? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I like Oladipo. I love Oladipo, I, little Indiana boy right there. Yes, sir. Anyway,
0: though, congratulations to the Denver Nuggets on the championship win, the first in uh, franchise history, I believe. Yep. Right. Yep. Nicole Jokic you did it congratulations I was rooting for you the whole time the whole playoffs I was rooting for you yeah oh no you weren't you have no proof of that I was rooting for him <laughs> so now that the finals have wrapped up the NBA offseason is always a big point of discussion uh, the first thing I want to get out of the way though uh, John Morant is suspended for 25 games at the beginning of the season
1: and I just want to say this. I pointed out earlier, whenever you asked me for a prediction, I said thirty.
0: Yes, you did say thirty. That's not I was twenty-five.
1: On, I was on. I was only five games off.
0: Only five games is five games. That was not correct. Come on, just give me it, man. Uh, you know it was correct. My prediction of Nuggets winning in five—that was right on the money, baby.
1: So that's not that. That's not as hard as guessing a suspension.
0: Well, I don't remember what I said, but it was probably better than yours. <laughs> We're moving on. Moving on now. <laughs> well, actually, before we move on, I just want to say Nike announced that they will not cut ties with John Morant. So Nike's going to keep John Morant on after this. Did you see that? No, I didn't. I didn't see that. Yeah, they said that they're not cutting ties with John Morant. What, do you, what are your thoughts on that? I'm surprised.
1: Like, they. I feel like they... I don't know, like if his John Morant's team said it wasn't a real gun or whatever, but I'm surprised Nike being Nike. I mean, uh, with the Kyrie Irving situation uh, a few
0: months ago, when he posted that link to a, you know, a movie that was controversial, they cut ties with him. And I, I mean, I'm not here to gauge if that's worse or if this is worse. I'm just saying, Nike's history—they've cut ties with a player after they've done something. Off the court, that is,
1: you know, not great. Like, even I think, like Kobe back in the day, whenever he was going through that, uh, that's the sexual, uh, charge or whatever against that woman, I think Nike cut him, like, for like, uh, like, obviously for like a couple days or whatever, you know, but got him back. Yeah. And that was, again, uh, over
0: like an allegation when it wasn't proven guilty at that point when they cut mm-hmm. ties with him. So I don't know why Nike's not cutting ties with John Morant. I mean, I'm happy for John Morant. If he can pull his head out of his ass and get his shit together and stop playing with guns, then it's going to be good moving forward because he is a young star in the NBA. But yeah, I just thought that was a a nice little thing to add in there. But the big news, well, one of the big news that we have, maybe the biggest one, the Washington Wizards are finalizing a deal with the Phoenix Suns to send them Bradley Beal for Chris Paul, Landry Shamit, a handful of second round picks, and multiple pick swaps and that was from Shams Charania so, what are your thoughts on the new big three in Phoenix? Bradley Beal Kevin Durant, and Evan Booker
1: alright, so the other day I was the other day I was, you know, thinking like, I was like that's a downgrade from CP to Bradley Beal because how they play. And then I was thinking more about it that like later that day. And I was like, I think that might be the best case scenario. And plus they might be better because, um, one Kevin Durant didn't play the whole season. You know, they, um, they're fighting injuries. I, I believe with CP too. During the season, so I feel like you know you got healthy, you got younger. I guess I, I guess you can say a little bit healthier because Bradley Beal does have injury, like in, like injuries, you know.
0: Yeah, I mean he he missed a pretty big chunk of time before this. Mm-hmm. Yep. So
1: and like I it, I can't wait to honestly watch Bradley Beal play. I haven't watched Bradley Beal play in like forever. It feels like you know. Yeah, because he's been trapped in Washington. Yeah. And you know it's it's gonna it's gonna be nice because you know we're gonna like we're, we're gonna see him on a good team, and see how how he does with other superstars, with other generational superstars. I'll put Devin Booker as a generational superstar. He's proven it.
0: I mean that's an argument for another time. But I I don't know about this move for the Suns. I mean you got you got all your salary cap wrapped up into four players. Yeah. And they're not particularly known for their defensive play.
1: Not one bit. And it's so scary from the center position with Aiton. Because that's a position you need defense.
0: Yeah, so my question is, who's going to play defense on this team? Because, yeah, you, you there, can go out and you can score 120 points a game. They're about to be scoring 140. If you're not playing defense, the other team's going to score just as much, if not more. Especially when you get to the playoffs. In the regular season, they're gonna they're gonna do really good. They're gonna have a great record.
1: I say I say all three of them are gonna average. Or Bradley Beal, my average a little bit under twenty five, but I say definitely KD book over twenty five points per game. Bradley Beal over twenty points per game.
0: Oh, for sure. That, but that's what I'm saying. Like if you're averaging all these points, nobody's playing a defense. Who's playing a defense? Who's stopping the other team from scoring? I think this team. As it stands right now, because there's rumors of the Phoenix Suns trading DeAndre Ayton to get more, um, more cap space and more depth, which they need depth, because I think they only have five people under contract right now. So they're going to be great in the regular season as it stands right now. But when it gets to the playoffs, I just don't know if you're going to be able to successfully compete with these other teams in the West.
1: That's a fair point and you know with their offense and like honestly this is I I feel like there has been I feel like a team in NBA history in the past co- 10 years I forgot I forgot what team it was it was their worst they were bad at defense they were wor- like the one of the worst teams on defense but they but they were still in the top 5 uh top 5 rankings because they were one of the best teams on offense and this this is probably going to be one of those teams It's 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 so like I hate it but you know they're there's all, they're all three buckets you know and plus Aiden Aiden's so he's such a rocky hill and I want, I really wanted them to get Miles Turner Miles Turner would have been a way better fit and honestly if they would have had that like Miles Turner there would have been no question about that team I feel like
0: well it's interesting that you say that because I saw um, that there were a very high interest from the Indiana Pacers in DeAndre Ayton as they're moving towards this new era of the Pacers. Mm -hmm. They said that, I forget the source of it right now, but the Pacers feel that Miles Turner isn't in their future plans. So there is a potential... Where a trade for DeAndre Ayton for Miles Turner could happen.
1: June 30th,
0: right? Uh, June 30th is when free agency starts. Trades can happen after that still. But that's uh, that's when uh, trades become official. So this trade will become official on June 30th. Okay. So there's still a chance that they could get Miles Turner. And if that happens, me might have to come back with a different conversation about this team. But as it stands right now, with Bradley Beal being added to Devin Booker, Kevin Durant, and DeAndre Ayton, do you think this team can win a championship?
1: No. No, I. I unless they make a move for a defensive guy, the defensive center, you know, hopefully Miles Turner. Or you know, because my guess is, and we talked about this the other day, they're starting five. Who is it going to be? You know, no one gives rats' ass about the fifth guy. You know, we all care about those top four players right there. Who's going to play the point? I say Bradley Beal's going to be playing the point. Number two, who's going who's to be playing the two? Book. Mm-hmm. Now it's just depending on who, you, who you're going to get on that on the, on the like on your wings. You know, if if you get like kind of a smaller wing or whatever, you're putting you're putting KD at the four. If you get like a, a big or you know, you're putting KD at the three. Ideally, I love KD at the three. KD at the three, it, he I feel like he's a bucket. At the four, he's still a bucket, but he's still I feel like he's a little bit of liability on defense at that rate because you're going up against like fours, you know, the, your Aaron Gordons, your Giannis's, or you get another.
0: Uh, wing player who has size to him that's defensive minded and you put them on the the big star yeah times star players
1: yeah you know I, I I don't even know who like who who I can like think of like I think they have Tory Craig right still um I mean he, was, on, Craig he was
0: he was on the team
1: yeah I think I I think that he was uh starting for them at the end of the season I I think that he played their three he's all right uh I honestly think
0: that I I agree with you that this this team as it is won't win a championship. Because it, it reminds me a lot of the Brooklyn Nets big three.
1: <laughs> Kevin Durant, James Harden, Kyrie Irving. Now Oh, I thought you were talking about uh KD uh and Kyrie and Ben Simmons. No, the original
0: <laughs> the original Big Three. Because those three in Brooklyn They can all score. They're all buckets. All right, and I know there was some off-the-court things with Kyrie, and he sat out a little
1: bit and all this stuff. And Harden and KD were beefing, I believe.
0: But at the end of the day, they didn't make it past, what, the second round in the playoffs? And it's Kevin Durant, James Harden, and Kyrie Irving. Kevin Durant has won multiple rings. Kyrie Irving's won a ring. James Harden never has, but you still have championship pedigree and James Harden is a superstar, or he was at the time, even if you don't think he is now. that It reminds me a lot of that. Maybe it's because Kevin Durant's involved, and I've already seen him you know, go to a team with a big three that has failed. And it's not like he has Steph Curry, who's a generational talent, to carry him. And that's what happened because Steph Curry has carried the Warriors again to a championship just two years ago. And Klay Thompson was worse. Draymond Green was worse. They didn't have Kevin Durant. So we have to start having a conversation about Kevin Durant not really being that great.
1: Yes, he. I feel like he's great. Oh, He's,
0: he's a great player. But in all time, people are putting him... On levels, I don't think he deserves to be at right now because he is—he's only one with Steph Curry, generational talent, revolutionized the game because now people are shooting more threes, and it's basically all the game is now is threes.
1: Yeah, basically, like you, when we talk about the draft, you know, like more than half these players—they can shoot.
0: That's because they're that's they're starting to develop a three-point shot at a young age. I'm not saying Kevin Durant isn't a great player. Maybe still even, you know, top 25, maybe. But some people are putting him in top 10, even top five. I've seen some people put him in there. Of all time? Of all time.
1: Oh, that's yeah, that's crazy. I we've got to start are having a argument?
0: conversation about it that, because people are, are, they get so caught up on Kevin Durant because he is really fun to watch play. He's one of my favorite players to watch play, actually. But the results aren't there without... Steph Curry and the Warriors. Then he goes to Brooklyn. He tries to form another big three super team kind of thing. And they fail. Now he's here in Phoenix. We'll see how it works out. But I honestly do not think they're going to be able to win a championship with this team.
1: The difference between this big three and the Nets big three, I want to point out, is Kyrie is... A big liability on defense, and so is Harden. Harden's probably the biggest liability on defense at that at that time. Now he's gotten a little bit better because, you know, he's on a team with just him and Joel. You know, at, at, whenever he went to the Nets, he felt like he didn't need to play defense because they had all that scoring and stuff like that. And it was the same way with the Rockets, too. You know, at the t- towards the end, it was lack of defense, you know. But but I have to say, whenever it does come up time with him for defense, he does step up at points some at some points.
0: Well, yeah, that's James Harden though. This yes. team, I I can say the same thing about Devin Booker. I can say the what same thing about Bradley I want to Beal. Say,
1: but I like what what I want to say is that Devin Booker is a better defensive player than Harden, and Booker will do it on a consistent, more consistent rate than Harden. Beal is a better defensive player than Kyrie. And when I like when I say better, there is as with with Harden, it depends. I feel like Booker is a pretty good defensive player when he's when when he is really trying on defense. And I feel like he tries on defense all like not like uh, I would say all the time. I would say all the time because he's a tryhard. <laughs> uh, but Okay. But I but the difference I want to say is between the net the Nets and the Nets' big three and right now big three is the defense. The defense now is better with KD, with around the KD's team than the Nets' was.
0: I mean, I wouldn't necessarily say that, especially right now, because we haven't seen them play. And like I said, Devin Booker, you don't think of him as a defensive guy who tries on defense like I would a Jimmy Butler type. Yeah, no, you wouldn't. You don't think of Bradley Beal as a defensive player type. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Kevin Durant definitely don't think of him as a defensive player. No, DeAndre Ayton definitely don't think of him as a defensive player. After,
1: after his performance against Jokic, no,
0: no, exactly. And that's four of the five players they have on the roster. I don't even remember who the fifth person is. It don't even matter.
1: Yeah, it doesn't really. It it doesn't really matter. It no.
0: But four of the five players that we know not playing defense at a high level. Now, like I said in the regular season, eighty-two games, they're gonna score. I'm, I mean, I don't know if all of these people, all of these players are gonna be on the court at the same time, but there's gonna be most likely at least one of them on the court at a time. Depending on the depth and the roster behind them, they're probably gonna have a really good regular season. My thing is, it's already hard to beat a team four times. If you're not playing defense, and you know you win game one, you win game two. They, okay, we know their tendencies now. We're going to just dunk on them. And that's what I. That's how I feel looking at this roster right now is it's not going to be a very competitive playoff team. You know, maybe if they play, you know, an 8 seed in the first round, okay, they're an 8 seed. When you get to the second round, you're playing a, a 4 or 5. Oh, I don't know. It's going to be close. If you get past that 4 or 5, and you happen to play the two or three seed, who is another really good team, maybe it's the Nuggets. Maybe it's the Lakers. Clippers. I don't know about the Clippers.
1: I, I, You can't rule out the Clippers.
0: Well, we have some Clippers talk a little bit later. But you know what I'm saying? If it's the Lakers, if it's the Nuggets, these teams are going to beat the Suns. Because they do have people that are playing defense on that team. But they also have people who are scoring on that team. That's my that's my biggest takeaway from this. If they need to trade DeAndre Ayton, they need to get more depth. They need to have, you know, a, a smaller salary cap. It just needs to happen because if they don't, it's just going to be another failed Big Three experiment.
1: Yeah, it will be. But I feel like they can they can score. And that's going to, win. I feel like, you know, they're not going to win a championship off that, but, you know, they're going to, they're going to fucking score. They're going to put the ball in the basket.
0: Yeah. But you, you already know the old cliche. You already know what I'm about to say. Defense wins championships. Defense wins championships. I
1: have a question for you. What do you think that's going to be the biggest kryptonite for the uh, Suns? Which team in the West?
0: I mean, the Nuggets probably just based off right now, because they, they're such a a deep team, especially if they keep all their main pieces together. Yeah. Cause that's going to be, like I said, if they keep Aiden, that's the Suns. outside of defense. That's their number one problem is no depth Mm -hmm. because the new CBA, they'll be over the second level, which means they don't get a middle level exception. So they, they will literally just be signing minimum deals with people. Now you might be able to get some people to accept a minimum to try and win a championship, but you're not going to get, a whole team's worth of people to do no, that g-league players <laughs> yeah you're going to be signing minimum players and you're going to get minimum results for this money so i mean probably the nuggets is their their biggest kryptonite but i think lakers probably beat them i think i mean you said the clippers if they stay together Clippers.
1: i, I, I want to say the clippers are gonna be the biggest kryptonite like it's you have russell you know if he stays. Yeah, if he stay I th- I think he is. I think
0: I, th- I think he is too, but if he stays
1: cuz he is an unrestricted free agent. Um, you have Kawhi Paul George, Zubak um the other Morris twin, you know, um, Mark you- Wait, no, he's not there anymore. Oh.
0: Right? I I thought he's No, he he was just part of that uh trade what we're going to talk about after this. Oof. But yeah, yeah.
1: No, it's... uh, I feel like that's their biggest kryptonite because all three of those guys I mentioned, not Zubak, but, you know, Russell, Kawhi, Paul, you know all three they can do? Play defense. Mm Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, so, I mean, I think we kind of agree on the the Sun sentiment. They need to get rid of DeAndre Ayton. They need to get more money, get more depth. But it was just breaking news today as we were... Preparing for this recording. Uh, Christophs Porzingis has been traded to my Boston Celtics in a three-team trade. The Celtics will receive Christophs Porzingis, who is opting into his $36 million player option for this season. The Clippers will receive Malcolm Brogdon, while the Wizards get Marcus Morris, Amir Coffey, Danilo Gallinari, in a 2023 Number 30 overall pick from the Celtics. So, I mean, I just think we found our Eastern Conference champions for next year. Uh, what do you think about this move for the Boston Celtics getting Christoph Porzingis?
1: That's a power move. That was a huge power move for you guys. Um, Now, like, get get rid of Al Horford. Put slap, slap Robert at the five. Put Kristoffs at the four and let JT go back at the three, JB at the two. If you guys keep JB.
0: I think we're definitely keeping JB
1: this year. They've already said that. And then Marcus Smart at the one.
0: I mean, that's that's the team to beat in the East now, I think. Unless Miami gets Dame, then we're gonna see another Miami Boston conference finals, I think.
1: I don't think Milwaukee is gonna be a team. Like if they if they lose Middleton, that's a that's a punch.
0: Yeah, that if they I don't believe they're gonna lose Middleton. But even if they keep Middleton, they're most likely gonna lose Brooke Lopez, who's an unrestricted free agent this year. And that's still a punch. That's a big punch. And I mean the the Celtics already were a really good team. They added another piece in Christoph's Porzingis. I uh, I don't know. I'm I'm optimistic because I'm a Celtics fan and I, I already said this off the podcast to you. I think Christoph's Porzingis will be a great fit in Boston. So now that it's actually happened here, I'm I'm excited for it.
1: I would be too if I was a Celtics fan. I don't blame you. I mean, Kristaps is a great player. I he got that he, he got the hate at the end of uh, the Knicks, like whenever he was like towards the end of the Knicks, and then he he got hate. For the Mavericks because him and Luca didn't click together which was stupid I I feel like Kristaps is a great player a unicorn and you know it's hard to find a seven foot one player that can shoot and there's about to be one enter in the draft and everyone's craving over him yeah
0: I mean Kristaps got a lot of hate with the Knicks and the Mavericks like you said then he goes to Washington on a, a bad team and he has a really great year, and he proved that he can still be a guy. And no one talked about him much. No one, yeah, no one really talked about him. But that also, no one really talked about uh, Bradley Beal a lot before, too, because mm-hmm. Washington is just that bad. All
1: right, I, I remember the days whenever Washington were was a good team with John Wall, Bradley Beal, and they had the uh, and Mar- uh, Gertot. Uh, you remember him yeah i remember him <laughs> oh yeah like that that old wizard team was was good and now like you know now you look at the wizards are like they don't they're not talked about they they don't get any tv time you know you, you like it it's unfortunate and i don't even know like after they lost bradley or yeah after they lost bradley and Kristaps. I I don't I don't know like a player from the Wizards like a star player from the Wizards now. Well,
0: and they so they traded away Bradley Beal and Kristaps Porzingis. Uh, Kyle Kuzma also declined his player option.
1: Oh, that Kuzma to, yeah. to stay
0: with the Wizards. Well, not anymore because he declined his player option. Oh, so I mean he might still go back, but he also might not. It all depends. But I I I really like this move for the Celtics. And I also like the move for the Clippers, getting Malcolm Brogdon. Cause I mean, you were you talked about it, Paul George, Kawhi Leonard, uh Zubox. They don't really have a, a point. You got Malcolm Brogdon, who I really think is a good point guard and it, it sucks to lose him, but we also we already have Marcus Smart. And slap on another defense.
1: Yeah, exactly. He,
0: like the the Clippers I think uh they got better. They lost Marcus Moore, Morris, which I don't know if that's a huge loss. He he definitely added some value to the team. And they also lost Amir Coffee, who I don't really know much about. I'm not going to lie. I don't know if you have any insight on Amir Coffee, but I don't really know him. Um, but other than that, I mean, the Celtics didn't give up anything except for Brogdon, Gallinari, in the 30th overall pick to get Christoph Porzingis. And we got to keep Robert Williams. I just think it's such a such a good move for the Celtics getting another star because we saw in the playoffs, Jason Tatum was kind of a one man team out there. He he was doing great. He gets injured, you know, because the Miami Heat are a dirty team. Uh, Jalen Brown has his struggles. Now we get another person who can score in Christoph Porzingis. And he also he's not really known for his defense, but a lot of people on the Celtics are known for their defense. He's
1: Kristaps uh, is known for his shot blocking ability.
0: Yeah, shot blocking, but he's seven foot one. He's not really known for his uh, defense lateral quickness in yeah. defense. Yeah. yeah, but he doesn't need to do that because he also got Robert Williams down there with him.
1: And heck, I mean, you can you Even, can have you can have uh, Christoph's down there below and Robert on the floor guarding the floor. Because Robert can move his feet exactly, and even I know I I
0: talked bad about Al Horford, or I like Robert Williams more, but even Al Horford's a really good defensive player. The Celtics team, it just looks so good, and we also got to keep Peyton Pritchard, who that was a, a big talking point that he was going to get traded. Yeah, we get to keep Peyton Pritchard, so he can slot into that Malcolm Brogdon role. Off our bench as our, mm-hmm. our backup point. I think the Clippers get better adding Malcolm Brogdon. And Marcus Morris wanted out of there anyway from what I saw. He was unhappy there.
1: Yeah. I mean, he wants to win. And he was promised to be winning on the Clippers and he's not.
0: Well, I mean, how much of that is Kawhi's fault though? A lot of it. And PG. Now, Paul George has been playing. But that team, if they don't have all their players isn't really that great of a team
1: i i say pg too i mean he needs to step up when the time when when the time is getting like when the time gets big pg doesn't step up anymore i notice you know whenever he was back in indy you saw that boy step up he was knocking down competing with lebron you know and then once he got that sense of you know stardom he went to oklahoma and he started. That's when you start seeing him starting to fizzle out a little bit. You didn't see that same indie Paul George. And I, you know, I also just remember this. He got hurt. You remember whenever he that his leg injury? Yeah. In the I think it was like the FIBA, uh, international game or something like that. Yeah. Yeah. That, I remember yeah.
0: his injury. Yeah. Yeah.
1: You know, I don't know if that was it. Why or you know every player like a serious injury like that. Every player stepped back, like like Gordon Hayward, that like he was starting to go on a tear. gruesome injury. Yeah,
0: but and that sucked because he was on the Celtics at that time.
1: Yeah, first game, first game of him being in the Celtics on the Celtics.
0: Yeah, I mean, I I see what you're saying about Paul George. Uh, maybe I'm just a little biased.
1: I I really like Paul George. I, I love Paul George. Like I I love Paul George, but I just feel like he's starting to fizzle out. And I don't know if it's because of the injury. You know, he does have fiz- – I'm not going to say he's, like, washed. He's not washed by any means. He's still he's still averaging over 20 points a game. Yeah, I just
0: – how much of it, though, I, I, can, I can see what you're saying now that Paul George, you know, isn't playing up to what Paul George was playing to in Indy, but how much of that do you think is, like, mental – that he, yeah, he gets to have his his teammate, who's a superstar, Kawhi Leonard, sit out, and he, you know, he's there trying to win, but Kawhi, to everybody in the media, is the number one. How do you how do you think that makes him feel? Maybe that's plays a part of it too. Yeah, it gets to his psyche.
1: Yeah, I, I mean, every player is different. I mean, I, like whenever we talk about the draft, with like like I've been seeing a lot of things with Victor. He's not shaken at all about this whole entire draft experience at all. He's been entering this thing calm, you know. Well, I mean, it's not hard to enter it calm when you're going number one. Yeah, but, I mean, you're, you're still, like, even LeBron. Like, LeBron, at that time, he wasn't calm. He was anxious. You know, he, like, like he's he's 18. He's a kid, you know. And he's, like, he's, he's stepping on the biggest stage in the world, about to be playing against the, the biggest, baddest players, you know, In the in the world, you know, like he's about to go, he's about to be going up against like okay, I won't say Giannis because Giannis is not in the West, but he's going, he's going to be going up against like players like AD, Cat, Gobert, who anyone else you can think of that's dominant, like uh, I mean Zion, that freak, (laughs) he's a freak for sure, yeah, (laughs) yeah. I mean, like, can you name anyone else that's like, a, like? I'm not going to name Aiden. Aiden's like, I'm sorry. I don't think Aiden's really of a superstar caliber level. Um, Jokic. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Thank you for that one.
0: <laughs> yeah. That was a little obvious, uh, omission right there. But yeah, uh, back, back on topic though. I, I do like it for the Clippers adding Malcolm Brogdon. Uh, and I, I honestly don't hate it for the Wizards. They get Marcus Morris, uh, you know, who, he's still a good player, Danilo Gallinari, eh, but they also get the number 30 overall pick, which they need, they're entering a rebuild 100% now, and they need more picks, and I think, you know, a first round pick is a first round pick, so number 30, even though it's the last pick of the first, it's still first, you can still get some value out of that if you draft a player, or even if you end up trading it, which probably won't trade it, I mean, they might. The draft is tomorrow, as we're recording this. But you know, you still get a value, a valuable piece in that first round pick. You get a valuable piece in Marcus Morris because I think he's going to want to trade out of Washington and go to a a contender. And then you get Danilo Gallinari.
1: All right, we're back after a quick
0: little break here. Uh, we just talked about Carl Anthony Towns trade rumors from the Minnesota Timberwolves. It's time to move on to some new trade rumors that I just saw today on June 21st, Wednesday. Um, The Clippers are gauging trade value for Paul George. And we were just talking about the Clippers. Do you think it's smart to move on from Paul George right now for the Clippers?
1: That's a tough question because, like, I believe they have Norman Powell, which he's not, like, he's a role player. But I that's a tough thing because, honestly, for Paul George, and like you mentioned earlier about his psyche and everything, you know, he would like to go to a team where, you know, he is valued, but how he is—he wants to be the number one guy. He can't be a number one guy on a championship team. I'm gonna say that right now. He's he will be a number good number two guy on a championship team, but number one guy. No, and I know it sounds weird because I I was the guy that said Jimmy Butler is the number one guy on a championship team, but yeah. Jimmy Butler is like. Pushed the whole team to the finals two times. He just can't get past that last hump. You know, first time. It's against Braun. (laughs) That's tough. Your first finals against Braun? That's tough. Your second time, now everyone's like, the Nuggets team is too good. Yeah, they were too good, but there's still no excuse. Uh, You know, you made it to the finals for a reason. You're the best out of the East. But, yeah.
0: So you think it's maybe smart to move on from Paul George? Is that basically what you're saying? Maybe it is, maybe it isn't?
1: Yes. I think it is.
0: Okay, so you think it's smart to move on from Paul George for the Clippers. My question is, why not move on from Kawhi Leonard? Kawhi... Is unreliable. You know what they always say. The best ability is availability. And Kawhi is never available. And And, um, real quick, Kawhi Leonard, his trade value is going to be higher than Paul George's is. Maybe you have a disgruntled star somewhere else that wants to get out of where they're at hey, we'll give you Kawhi Leonard for this guy. And you also probably get a a pick, two picks in return, just because the name Kawhi Leonard holds a lot of weight in the NBA because obviously he's a great player. He just isn't always available to play. Paul George, I agree with you. I don't think he could be a number one. He can be a number one scoring option. But the number one player... It would be a lot like if Paul George went to Miami with Jimmy Butler. Maybe Jimmy Butler could be the number one guy because he's, like I said, two-way, defensive, takes over in the fourth. and crunch time, Paul George score points. And he's also not a liability on defense. No, he's not. He's lengthy and he, he moves his feet. So... I don't know if I would move on from Paul George if I'm the Clippers. I might think of moving on from Kawhi Leonard before I get to that point with Paul George.
1: And I say, why not move from both? Move away from both. Rebuild. You know, you you, you see Paul George can't do it by himself. And you have a liability with Kawhi. Trade. Get picks. Get some players. You know, rebuild for a season or two. Like there's, there's great players coming out these next couple years. I mean,
0: maybe, I mean, I could see what you're saying. Move on from both. Cause it's kind of a failed experiment or keep both. If you trust that Kawhi Leonard is going to be available and get another star or borderline star to team up with them. I mean, I just was talking about the big three earlier with the Suns. I don't think that one's going to work out as it stands. But the Clippers, if you added another person to them, that's where it gets, you know, it might work out because you got Kawhi Leonard, former Defensive Player of the Year, who can also get you buckets. You got Paul George, who can get you buckets, but's also not a liability on defense, and he's pretty decent at defense. If you get that one star who's there, who is just gonna score, like if Bradley Beale had gone to the Clippers. That team is scary. I don't know. I I don't. I think the Clippers, if they do move on from Paul George, it's a, it shows that they're scared, that they're failing, and if you just move on from Paul George, you're not going to succeed anyway. That's that's my take on it, at least.
1: Well, the thing was with the Clippers, they they built that team because Braun and AD formed up. Mm-hmm and obviously Bron and AD produced they got a championship. mm mm-hmm. Mhm. What the Clippers show for all, like you know trying to match up with that no championships.
0: Kawhi Leonard playing every so often like you know taking a few months off at a time, you know. That's what they got to show for they, it. They,
1: they 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 took a huge hit with with them two, especially Kawhi. And I say cut your ties with both of them. Get picks, get some players, and just rebuild. They can easily rebuild. They can easily get so many picks. And and, it, it, and if you want, they can honestly get a good player for trading too. But they can get so many picks off the name Kawhi, Paul George. They could, yeah. Uh,
0: I don't see what you're saying. And that's, I don't know if that's an option for the Clippers, but that's definitely an option for... Us talking about the Clippers, but uh, the next trade rumor we have involves the New Orleans Pelicans, and uh, you know the Zion situation going on right now. People are talking about trading Zion. That's m- probably unlikely. No,
1: no, it's just like it, okay, that's not even really a uh, off court like n- you know it is, but it's not. I, I feel like. I feel like the girl like Mariah Mills that the girl that he you know was doing that with I feel like she was just bringing she's bringing up drama you know because she's not happy and whatever and she's trying to ruin someone's career and yeah cause she was uh threatening
0: the Pelicans and Zion that the Pelicans didn't trade Zion out of New Orleans she was gonna release their sex tape together which I'm not saying that would necessarily hurt Zion, like a whole bunch, but like if you're getting sponsors and everything, and you're supposed to be the face of a franchise, that hurts the Pelicans more yes. than it hurts Zion. Yes. I just, I mean, what do, you, what would you get for Zion though? That's the thing. Zion's trade value right now is probably the lowest it's been since he's gotten to the NBA. He was another guy kind of like how um, Victor is this year. He was the consensus number one overall pick. You know, he had this name that was leading up. People were getting hyped about him for years. Yep. And for him, it hasn't really, uh, you know, paid off for the Pelicans. I'm not saying that's going to happen with Victor. I'm just, you know, they were really hype. There was a lot of hype. And now there's this. That's okay. There's a little bit of drama. Is he invested in basketball? All these questions. But the Pelicans are interested in trading up for Scoot Henderson. And I know you're a big Scoot Henderson fan. Mm Mm-hmm. So, what do you think about the Pelicans wanting to move up for Scoot Henderson? And what do you think they'd have to give up to do so?
1: I'm sure... And this is a little sneak peek on my uh, little mock draft. I'm sure Portland wouldn't mind having Zion. I mean...
0: Okay, so this is interesting. Because I saw on Twitter... Damian Lillard liked a tweet of some fan saying... Trade Zion to Portland for the number three overall pick. Now, if... This does happen, which I think is highly unlikely. That means the Miami Heat aren't getting the aim, but that means the New Orleans Pelicans are getting Scoot. See, that that was my biggest question. Who do you trade for Scoot Henderson? Are you going to trade C.J. McCollum? I wouldn't. No. you going to trade Brandon Ingram? Ah, no. I don't think so. Are you going to trade Zion?
1: Most likely not. Most likely not. I mean, if anything, for Scoot, CJ is more likely the option than Brandon Ingram and Zion.
0: Well, that's the thing, though, is now everything is coming out with Zion. They're saying that he doesn't have a relationship with the Pelicans organization, that there's no relationship really there. So there's a lot of damage done to that relationship. You would have to trade up to either pick number two, which the Hornets have, or pick number three for the Blazers, because Scoot's not making it past number three. That's the lowest he'll go. He's he's going two or three.
1: Two or three. So
0: you'd have to give up something of value to go and get him. If you trade McCollum, that hurts your team. If you trade Ingram, that hurts your team. If you trade Zion, does it hurt the team? No, not really. He hardly plays. It, that's my point. Like when he does play, he's great. No one's questioning that. But he barely plays and there's now there's drama around him. I'm not saying I would, but I'm not saying I wouldn't.
1: Look. If somehow some way there was a trade and Scoot is on New is Scoot's at New Orleans. That team in the next two three years is going to be crazy because Scoot is going to develop. CJ's you know at his prime right now. In- Ingram I think is at his prime right now. Well,
0: Ingram's still young enough he could develop another level.
1: Yeah. Oh yeah. He's like he's, he's at his young prime I should say. Yeah. He's I think, just starting it. Yeah. Um. They have Vucevic. Uh. Right, uh, no, you know, he Val- was Val- Junis. Jonas Yeah, they Val- have, have Valacunas. Yeah, which he's he's been stepping up for them. Which I, I've been seeing, he's been stepping up, you know. And they also have Herbert Herbert Jones, which he plays the two. Uh he's young, developing three and D. He's good. He's 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 pretty good. I like him, lengthy. You know, he's kind of how stereotypical mid round mid first round picks how they are. You know, wings wise but that, that team is going to be crazy they just needed to get they just need to get a 4 or hell I mean they could play small ball slapping Grim at the 4
0: yeah like I mean that's that could be a possibility the only reason I don't think it's going to happen is it's Zion Williamson and like I was talking about with Kawhi Leonard that name holds a lot of weight and that name sells a lot of tickets for the New Orleans Pelicans who don't really have a, a, a history of being great or selling tickets or anything like that.
1: And it, and it keeps Dame in Portland.
0: Well, it, it would keep Dame in Portland if Zion goes. If Zion stays, Dame is out of
1: Portland. Oh, I know. I'm, I'm saying like with, if you know, they trade and Zion goes, Dame staying. I mean, this could have a domino effect across –
0: The NBA and the uh, the last uh, trade rumor. It's just I want to just touch on it really quickly, like quickly. The Bulls would be willing to move on from Zach Levine, but it would take significant value for him. So it would take a lot for them to move on from Zach Levine, but they're open to it. I'm surprised. Why? What? I mean, I, I just think that's how the NBA operates now.
1: I mean, like I, they're not going to be. They're not. The Bulls are not a contender team. No. Well, that's. I think
0: that's why they're considering it, because Zach Levine could go to a team and help make them a contender, or if they're already a contender, make them a better contender. But it would take significant value for the Bulls to move on because he's their he's their star.
1: They don't even have Vucevic anymore.
0: Well, I think he's a a free agent this year.
1: Well, I think they also traded him too. Did they trade him? I thought they did. Maybe not. All right, I'll look that up. As
0: you give your thoughts on the uh, Zach Levine situation.
1: Uh, Zach Levine. I I don't see why they would move away from him. He's a terrific scorer. I him and Demar fight for number one. Uh, like you know, shooting wise, you know, Demar is fantastic player. Excellent midy De- sniper for MIDI. Um. Zach Levine is so explosive, crafty playmaker, and I I don't see why they would go away from him. I would try to get another star player. You know, like that's how that's how I feel about the Bulls. They they should get a star player.
0: Okay, so about uh, Nikola Vucevic, uh, this is from Hoops Hype. Uh, And for Michael Scotto in particular, it's, quote, the belief among various NBA executives who spoke with Hoops Hype is that Nikola Vucevic, one of the top free agents on the market, will re-sign with the Chicago Bulls. Vucevic projected free agency value, according to those executives, is three years and in the $65 million range. So he's expected to re-sign with the Bulls. He was just there. See, I don't, I, I don't think they're trading well, Zach Levine, but I think they're opening teams up to call and say, "Hey, we're interested in Zach Levine, and see what his value would be."
1: Who would you, who would you get rid of? Zach Levine or Demar Derozan?
0: Um, Demar Derozan.
1: That's, I agree, I agree. Zach, the, the difference is, I think Zach Levine's younger, and he can shoot the three better. I'm not saying Demar Derozan can't shoot the three. He's excellent, like I said, sniper, mid-range shooter. But Zach Levine can shoot the mid-range too. And he can shoot crazy threes.
0: Yeah, so the reason I would move on from DeRozan over Levine is because, like you said, DeRozan is older. And DeRozan, like Zach Levine, could go help a a championship-level team. But probably not cost as much or not command the ball as much as Zach Levine would yeah I really think that DeMar DeRozan should move on from the Chicago Bulls I don't know if he will but I think for both parties that would make the most sense
1: it would honestly it would make
0: little sense to move on from Zach Levine at this point but I think they're just willing to gauge that uh, you know gauge the value for him so in a future trade they could say, well, this is his, this is offers we have on the table and try to get more out of it. Yeah. So that's all the trade rumors we have down right here. And now it's time for Sparky's exclusive NBA 2023 mock draft with Brian Sparkman.
1: I'm excited to do this.
0: All right, let's go kick it off. Can I take a guess at who number one is? Sure. Hmm. There's a it's lot a of hard one. lot of great candidates this year who are going number one. I'm gonna have to go with Victor Wimbanyama.
1: Well actually I have Victor. Yeah, you're right.
0: Okay, I was about to say
1: <laughs> <laughs> just randomly Brandon Miller. No, no. Victor, easy number one, seven foot four, stud. Stud. You know, they compared him to LeBron James. Number two, Brandon Miller. Mm, Brandon Miller, okay. Brandon Miller, 3 and D, shoot the ball, terrific de- de- uh, defensive player, can move his feet. Six foot nine for a small forward.
0: Yeah, he got the size to him.
1: Mm-hmm. And number three, my man, going to be the best out of the draft. Scoop Henderson, athletic, can shoot t- t- here and there, spotty shooter, 6 foot 2, play the point.
0: Okay, okay, okay. Let's let's pause real quick. I just want to give a quick review, all right? Number 1 overall to the San Antonio Spurs, Victor Wembanyama. Number 2 overall to the Charlotte Hornets, yep, Brandon Miller. Number 3 overall To the Portland Trailblazers, Scoot Henderson. As of now. As of now. And you said you believe Scoot Henderson is going to be the best out of this draft. He's going to be the best out of this draft. Better than Victor? Yes, sir. Better than Brandon Miller?
1: That's going to be an interesting one. I, But it's not going to be interesting to see if he's better than Victor? You see... I don't think Victor's going to be a bust by any means, but I feel like, you know, Brandon Miller has the intangibles and the size for his position. And so does Victor. The only thing I'm worried about Victor is getting banged around. You know, he needs like how, how like you saw Giannis whenever he got drafted, he developed and he got muscle on him. Now he's a monster. Yep. And you know, if that happens to Victor, oh, he's, I feel like I feel like his comparison could be David Robinson. For his position If he if he gets a muscle on him David Robinson coming out the draft Tank He was a tank I don't know if you've seen pictures Or seen like videos He was massive But You go back on my draft Four Going to Houston Cam Whitmore
0: Cam Whitmore Okay
1: He had a 40 inch vertical
0: Ooh
1: He's very athletic Okay Okay and also, he's able to shoot, and he's six foot six.
0: So another another thing for you, you you like those big guys who can shoot, but you know they're not seven foot big. Mm-mm. They're they're small enough to to get around. They're big enough to body people. Mm-hmm. That's six what foot, you like.
1: Six foot eight. Is, uh, my my ideal size for a wing, uh, like a really good size wing, six foot seven, maybe, but ideally six foot eight to six foot nine ten. Number five, D- Detroit, Eamon Thompson.
0: You have Amon Thompson, number five.
1: Yep. Okay. Um, size athletic, and he's six foot six. Yeah, you love those size. And we're going to talk about his brother, it- going right after him, Oscar Thompson.
0: Okay, and that is
1: two. Orland, or no, Orlando. <laughs> Orlando. <laughs> Orlando. Oh, <laughs> uh, Pace, uh, Pace would have been mad at me. Yeah. Uh, Orlando. Orlando um,
0: gets Aswar Thompson.
1: Number seven to Indy, Taylor Hendricks. Have you ever heard of him?
0: I've heard the name. Why don't you run down his game for me?
1: Really good defender, six foot eight. Struggles shooting the ball.
0: Okay, so he's the, he's a defensive-minded player. High IQ. High IQ, defensive-minded, just... Not it, not great shooting. Mm-mm. All right, okay.
1: And uh, the Wizards, you know, getting more picks and stuff like that. Um, I did include their thirtieth pick in here. Um, Wizards with eighth pick, Jarius Walker. He's a um, defender, six foot seven, and spots of sh- shot, like spots of uh, sh- oh, like being a good shooter. You know, he has his moments. You know he can hit it. And he has moments. He's like he's like, oh, stop shooting it.
0: Okay, so when you say that, that makes me think of Michael Porter Jr. Where when he's on, he's on, but when he's not on, he's not on.
1: Yeah, like just pass it. Just, just stop.
0: Okay, okay. You're hurting
1: the team. Um, number nine. Uh, going to Utah. Okay, uh, I can't. I, Kaysen Wallace is kind of like cuz I want to say Carson but Kaysen Wallace. Kaysen Wallace. playmaker, 6 foot 3, needs to work on his shot. Now, whenever we get later on, I know I said like they have shooters. A lot of these people are shooters here. Okay, so um what makes you put Kaysen Wallace this high when you
0: know you have people who are better shooters later on?
1: Defenders. He's he's that good of a defender? It's not only that coming out of the NBA are already know how to defending is key because you can touch on your offense games the coaches can help you on offense you know you see you see great you see great players like Kawhi, you know defensive minor player and then when he came in the NBA developed on his offensive game got way better now he's good that's true not not good he's great whenever that's he true. plays yeah whenever he plays um 10 Dallas. I talked about him earlier. I was like, I was like, why is this guy, you know, Grady Dick? Grady Dick. He's the best shooter out of the draft. Best shooter in the draft. Best shooter in the draft.
0: Okay, okay.
1: He's six foot six. Oh, you love that. <laughs> I said six foot seven. <laughs> hey, but you see six six and you say Well. Mm. Oh, six six and he plays guard and forward. Exactly. And he can shoot. I, I actually, I really think... I think he might slip up
0: even higher, but I have him at 10. I think Grady Dick could go higher. He could go as high as you know the Indiana pick, in my opinion, if everyone stays the same. But I, I, I really like his game. I think he's going to be able to be one of these people who contributes in the NBA for a long time, even if he's not a star.
1: And I say he's going to be slipping a 10 to Dallas. You, th- you think he's slipping? I think he's slipping to Dallas, and imagine that.
0: I mean, as he? I don't know. Dallas kind of needs defense.
1: I mean, they they could have easily got defense with like with like before they got Kyrie, but they got Kyrie because they needed defense before that. That is true. All right, I'll let you continue on with your mock draft. Who do you think Orlando needs at eleven? Like not person, but position wise. And they took who they take earlier. Tell me real quick. Oscar Thomas, guard forward.
0: Okay. So he's a guard forward. Yep. Is he more? Would you say he's more guard or more forward? Guard. Okay. So with that in mind, I would say they need a a forward or a big man.
1: We got him. Jet Howard. Going 11 to Orlando. He's a forward. Jet Howard. He's a shooter, and he's six foot eight. There it is. You know, you know what he lacks, though?
0: What does he lack? Defense. No defense. Six foot eight, can't play defense.
1: That's going to be a problem.
0: That is going to be a problem.
1: But we'll see if he improves his defense. I actually think he will. He's just, I mean, he has the size, obviously, and he's a shooter.
0: All right. Well, I, I think that is a, uh, a good pickup for them there.
1: Oklahoma City. Got Anthony Black. Guard. You've heard of Anthony Black.
0: I have heard of him, yes.
1: Good IQ and playmaker, six foot six. He's kinda weak shooter. Something that, you know, can touch up. And I'm sure Oklahoma can touch up too. You know, they they have Shea, Josh Giddy, and then they're gonna be having Anthony Black coming off the bench to start off with. And then you never know in the rotation with Shea and Giddy, because Giddy could play the three. He's tall enough, and and Shea's tall enough to be playing the two. He's six foot six. (laughs) Number thirteen got um Whitehead guard.
0: All right, to who?
1: I wrote down T.O. Okay. (laughs) Yeah, I don't know what that is. All right, well let's uh, break down his game for us here. Uh so he's scoring ability. He's a really good scoring ability. I've heard, like I've seen his mixtape in high school. He's really good scoring ability. Um, very athletic. You know, just how I said how you know the previous guys were in early in the early picks. Black's a three ball. He's six foot eight. You know, when we get in the middle of this draft, you're gonna see like there's shooters. And I I feel like this draft at the early on is going to be not the shooters that are going to get drafted except for uh, Grady Dick and Jet Howard. But Grady Dick, you know, is probably going to be the only uh, shooter besides, like, you know, the obvious players that, you know, that's going to be drafted kind of fairly early because he can do more than shoot. All
0: right, I want to point out uh, pick number 13 is the Toronto Raptors.
1: Oh yeah, oh that's why I wrote T.O.D. at Toronto. Yeah. All right. <laughs> yeah, uh, mind me. I'm kind of stupid.
0: It's okay. You, you 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 tried your best.
1: I did. I really did try my best. You're right. And so
0: far, it's been it's been a very good mock draft. I've enjoyed it so far. So continue on here with the last pick of the
1: lottery, pick number fourteen. Number fourteen, New Orleans, Keontae George. Okay. Guard. Three level score, Can shoot. Six foot four. He just needs to work on his game a little bit more, if that makes sense. He has it all. He can, you know, he can defend. He can shoot. It's just, he needs his work, you know. Um, Atlanta, 15. Noah, Clownley. Forward, Duh, really good defender, Six foot ten. lacks the shot. Lacks the shot.
0: Okay, so now I'm assuming this is the area where we're starting to see the players who have high upside but aren't all the way put together
1: yep I mean like on on my on my uh 16th pick got um I'm probably gonna butcher this name and I apologize to uh, this person in advance um uh, uh call call it Bailey well, That sounds good to me uh he's he's raw six foot eight he's gonna be one of the surprises in this draft. Uh, going to Utah because you know Utah I feel like they need you know a good three a good you know possibly a backup four maybe throw a Lori market at the five you know I was th- I was thinking heavy about that pick and I was like I was like I could see them getting like I, I believe I want to say he's overseas I might be wrong but I want to say he's over overseas guy and you know I I know like a lot of these overseas guys are coming in the league now and they're actually doing really good this league's turning into a little bit of a Euro league. <laughs> Got Giannis, Luca, you know. Jokic. Jokic. Thank you. Now uh Victor coming out this year, number one. Mm-hmm. France. Like, come on. Um LA, the Clippers. Bryce, uh it's, it's, I'm a butcher this one. It's a mouthful. Uh uh Sensorball. Bryce Stencil? Yeah. He's a guard. Uh shooter, six foot six, lax D. No D uh, Number 18 Miami My boys We're going to get Gigi Jackson Forward Good Good score uh, Good feel for the game You can shoot Six foot eight
0: mm, That's perfect for you Mm-hmm Mm-mm-mm.
1: Oh, never mind I was wrong He just The negative part Feel for the game He, he can't feel for the game Kind of Fizzles out how we we're talking about Paul George earlier? Mm-hmm. Uh, number nineteen, Golden State, Kobe Bufkin, guard. Mm-hmm. You've heard of Kobe Bufkin, right?
0: Yeah, I've heard of all like all these guys.
1: Pick and roll. He's really good at pick and roll. Six foot four. He kind of lacks out of this draft, like athletics uh, athleticism. He lacks a little, like out of everyone, you know, because this draft is pretty athletic. Mm-hmm. And we're going to be seeing a lot of more athletic drafts, like you know, because yeah, I mean, players nowadays a
0: lot, a lot of uh, drafts recently and coming up. You know, the athletes they're going they're going high, mm-hmm. even if you know they're maybe not the best player right now. i mean, and you see this kind of also in the NFL draft. Yep, athletes are going because you can teach them the game but you can't teach
1: athleticism. No, you can't. No. And that, like, that's the thing is like these players that got drafted in the top 20 half, I, I think more than half of them. I said, I, they couldn't shoot. And then when, whenever I got to the end of the draft, I'm like, so he has a shot. He has a shot. He's a good shooter. And, and also
0: if you're at the front of the draft though, you are more, most of the time looking for that person who has that high ceiling because you want to have the superstar, yeah. But when you get to the end of the draft, you're looking to, all right, who's going to come in and be a role player for us right now? Mm-hmm. Who has an impact? Yeah, who, who's going to come in and you know get the shot, or who's going to come in and play D? Mm-hmm. So yeah, I mean, I, I can I can definitely understand that you found more people later on who had a good shot rather than at the beginning.
1: Number 20 in Houston, Derek a Lively, center. Uh, I, I saw his mixtape in uh, when, uh like a while ago whenever he was in high school beast you know he's seven, 7 foot 1 um I'm just saying that right off the bat I didn't even look at it. I know he's 7 foot 1 rim runner you know he's kind of like how like DeAndre eight or not eight but DeAndre Jordan you know he, he you don't need him to shoot cuz he's going to be he's going to be running rim to rim to rim you know he's going to be gar- he's going to be guarding that best center and like he's going to be physical he's a physical center he's he's his body's already NBA built if that makes sense,
0: yeah, it does. And um, you know, this is a real quick question, uh, because you obviously know more about these, um, prospects than I do. You said he was gonna be a rim runner, so rim to rim. Do you think conditioning is gonna be a problem for him, or no. do you think oh, he's no? Okay, he he's good.
1: Yeah. Oh,
0: he's he's in shape. All right. That's that's the only thing I had a question about because you know sometimes it? you have that level of. You know, people coming in, maybe they're not having the greatest. Uh... Maybe, maybe,
1: maybe not. I wouldn't say like NBA, like full 48 minute shape, but he's in shape. He's, I love, I, he's probably like these later picks. He was easily my favorite prospect besides like my second to last pick, which I will get to later on. But this, he was probably my favorite, like kind of like mid to late uh, draft picks. You know, I would I would have honestly, like, if we didn't have Bam out of bio, I would love to have this guy. All right. Um, number twenty one, Nick Smith Jr., guard. You're going to Brooklyn. Okay. Brooklyn getting a guard. He's a bucket. Six foot five. He kinda lacks playmaking a little bit. He does too much.
0: Okay, so he lacks uh Playmaking, like attempting it, or just the ability to do the it.
1: Ability, the ability to do it. Okay. Um, number twenty. Uh, number twenty-two. Also Brooklyn. Got Brandon. Gonna butcher his last name. Uh, Podzi Minsky. Another overseas guy, I believe. Um, uh, really good offense upside. Six foot five. He lacks D. Okay and obviously he can shoot yep um number 23 Maxwell Lewis he's a guard forward uh talented 6 foot 7 he one of the players that you know during the combine whenever he was going against other top tier players he's trying too much trying to do too much trying to look like the best prospect kind of stocked him down a little bit and he's he is talented I'm, don't get me wrong he is talented but not talented enough to be doing what like a KD would be doing or doing what, you know, a Victor would be doing, you know. He's not that talented. Um number 23, Portland. Oh wait. Yeah. Oh no, I didn't do this one. Yeah, I did. Yeah, I did. 23 Portland, Maxwell Lewis, yeah. Uh 24, um Sacramento, Chris Murray. They're going to get the Brothers United. Keegan and Chris, welcome to the team. Or not no, well, not Keegan, but Chris. Welcome I mean, to the team. That that's a good story if that does happen. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. He's a Ford. He's high high IQ, six foot eight. He needs to work on a shot. Um, number twenty five, Memphis, Leonard Miller forward, Ford, guard. And I believe I said he can shoot, which, yep, he can shoot. Athletic, double double machine. Well, spotty shooter i should say but he's a double double machine he averaged a double double in college i think it was like 11 boards and i want to say 12 13 points um number 26 to indy you got jalen hood had him originally going to memphis but i was like no way memphis is gonna draft it because they will be the troll <laughs> of the twitter right there um jalen hood high iq six foot four he has a shot. Not like a steady shot, but he has a shot. Um, number 27, uh, Charlotte. Jordan Hawkins, guard. Shooter, 6'4". He needs to work on his playmaking in D.
0: Okay. So you had them getting a guard here. Um, yep. Why, why was that? Considering they have LaMelo and they also have Terry Rozier. Yeah. Um,
1: why? Why the guard? Because they, I looked at it and I was like, they have Brandon Miller in the draft. You know, I don't know where their set pieces they have as the big positions, and there's not really much you know left in the in the big aspects of this later on in the draft after Derek Lively and Victor. You know, there's not really much centers. There's forwards and stuff like that. But I feel like they would acquire another guard, especially a shooter, to be around Lamelo, which is a—he's a really good playmaker. Okay. Um, number twenty-eight to Utah, Tristan uh, vikovic Vick- center.
0: Okay, so you just said that uh, there's a big drop off from center, and we're talking about Charlotte the pick after uh, center goes. Why did you not have him going to Charlotte to pick before?
1: I just don't have a feeling Charlotte is going to drop the big. No? I just don't have a feeling for that. Okay. And I feel like Utah, him being, you know, um, a, like, I, I don't want to give, like, but, like, you know, not an American. You know, he's he, overseas, an overseas guy, mm-hmm. you know. um, He's— he's seven foot he's a shooter and like the only thing he lacks is the feel for the game and you know once he gets in the high pace and and whenever he's going to be struggling at first but he's going to be I feel like once he gets the feel for the game he might turn into one of those unicorn players like Kristaps that people are going to be like where did this guy come out of you know Jokic I feel like he can be one of those guys I feel like that's the ceiling for him and that's that's crazy. a high ceiling, yeah. yeah. That's crazy, but I wouldn't say like high ceiling like that. I'll say like two steps down because that's those that's high, that's untu- like those, those ceilings are really high.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: But I just don't feel like Charlotte is going to draft him or draft a, a center until maybe in the second round. Okay. Um, n- number twenty nine, Indy. I this is the player I'm all I got. I got really excited about Amari Bailey guard on uh, play for sierra sierra cannon uh with bryce or not bryce oh well yeah with bryce and brownie um he's he's all around six foot five he just needs to improve on his game like you know kind of how we were talking about these players earlier he's one of those players that do, like does too much okay you know like michael porter we compared you know um, I'm trying to think of another uh, good comparison, especially as a guard aspect here, for like coming out of the draft that people were like trying to draft it later because of there was someone not uh, nine, nine bones Hines for uh he plays for the Clippers now, yeah that's that was the player I'm yeah Bones Highland yep yep um he's it, like like he's good Bones Highland's good I feel like he should be a starter in the NBA um my last pick in the first round to the Wizards got Jamie Jaquise Ford high IQ 6 foot 6 and this sounds a little weird the weak point of his game it's like kind of funny he's athletic but in the game he doesn't really show his athleticism
0: Okay. So he lacks the athleticism in game, but outside of it, he is a, a good athlete. Yes. He just doesn't yes, know how to translate yes. that onto the floor.
1: Oh yeah. Like he like he, he does sometimes, but he doesn't. Okay. And he'll be he'd be one of those interesting guys in the in, in the NBA is like if like he like like kind of Luca. Luca's perfect. He he's Luca's athletic. But the, the stuff that he does, like, NBA-wise, it's just, like, he doesn't look NBA-athletic.
0: Okay, yeah, I can or see. Or Jokic. Yeah, I can, I can see what you're saying. All right, so that was your mock draft, the first-round mock draft for the NBA draft. That is tomorrow, as we're recording, the uh, June 22nd. So why don't you go ahead and run down 1 through 30, the names of these players that we're going to be hearing for probably a while to come.
1: Okay. One Victor two Brandon Miller. Three Scoot four Cam Whitmore. Five. Eamon Thompson uh, six. Ossier Thompson seven Taylor Hendricks eight. Jaris Walker nine Kasen Wallace. Ten Grady Dick. Eleven Jet Howard. Twelve Anthony Black. Thirteen Derek Whitehead. Fourteen uh Ke- Ke- Keith George. Or oh my god, I butchered his name. How'd I butcher his <laughs> name? Uh Keontae George. Fifteen, Noah Conley. Uh, 16 Blau uh, Kala Bailey 17 Bryce uh, G, uh 18 G, uh, Gigi Jackson 19 Kobe Bufkin 20 Derek Lively 21 Nick Smith uh, 22 Brandon uh, Pit Potominski 23 Maxwell Lewis 24 Chris Murray 25 Leonard Miller 26 Jalen Hood 27 Jordan Hawkins, 28. Tristan Vukovic. That's I'm, I have to learn his name. Uh, 29. Amari Bailey and 30. Jamie Jaquise. I need to I need to learn hit that 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 dude's name. Tristan Vukovic. I'm going to hear it one day. I yeah, I'm I, sure we're going to hear it. Oh, I'm I'm going to hear it and I'm 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 going to learn his name. He's going to be good. I he's he's going to be excited to watch. I can't wait for this draft.
0: All right. So, uh, that was the Sparky's exclusive Sparkcast Media mock draft for 2023 NBA draft. So now, after the draft happens in the NBA offseason, you know what's next? NBA free agency. And I have a list of players here who are going to be free agents or we're anticipating them being free agents. Um, And I just want to get your thoughts on on some of the big-named free agents that we have. So, number one, Kyrie Irving. He was on the Dallas Mavericks. He's now unrestricted free agent. Um, Any thoughts on on where Kyrie Irving might go this offseason?
1: I... (laughs) I think he might stay. I think. I think. I think he might stay.
0: You think? Uh, no way. There's gonna be a reuniting of
1: Kyrie and LeBron. I don't know. I don't see that team panning out. If they do, uh, I, actually, I kind of do. I, I actually do see that team panning out. Never mind. I take that back. I do see that team panning out. Kyrie's offensive abilities and he can shoot. He lacks D but around them they have good defensive players. LeBron still play D. A.D. is terrific at D. A.D. is arguably like he fights for the defensive player of the year every year.
0: Yeah I mean the Lakers are definitely in the conversation. Uh, Mavericks I think is another very likely option. The second free agent I have on this list here is James Harden and this one I don't know. James Harden I feel has a few different ways this could I heard, go.
1: I, I thought I thought I might have heard him he, he might be staying in Philly.
0: Yeah, he I I've seen he's going to Houston to reunite with the Rockets. Yeah. I've heard he's staying in Philly with Joel Embiid and I mean, his James Harden though and the NBA offseason is always crazy. He could go anywhere. And we'll have to see, but James Harden Kyrie Irving uh, those are the are the two big names
1: I'd say. If, if James Harden goes back goes back to Houston, um, I said this earlier, but I'll take this back too. Uh, I feel like Jalen Green's game would have took a hit if James Harden would have went to, um, Houston. But I disagree on that because I feel like at this point at time, if he goes back to Houston, he knows he's not going for a championship, obviously. You know, he's going back to Houston because he wants to, you know, go back to Houston.
0: He wants to make his money and he wants to be the star.
1: Yeah. And in the process, he he, he can teach Jalen uh, Green. He t- teach Jalen Green, like, some of his offensive games. You know, Harden, Harden's still talented offense, offensive-wise. You know, more more likely, like, he does draw a lot, a lot of fouls and stuff. But he, he has a really nice, like, dribble package, really nice game. And I feel like, honestly, if he taught Jalen Green... Jalen Green's package will only get better and only more exciting to see him.
0: I agree with that statement. Um, So the next few people I have, I have them classified in tier number two for free agents. So we have Russell Westbrook, who is an unrestricted free agent this offseason. From the Clippers, we have most likely... Chris Paul, he just got traded to the Wizards. He's most likely going to get cut or bought out. Um, So Chris Paul most likely will be a free agent this year. And I also have Fred Van Vliet, who declined his $22.8 million player option with the Toronto Raptors. Fred Van Vliet will also be unrestricted. So Chris Paul, Russell Westbrook, Fred Van Vliet, tier number two, and and they're all guards. Will you have tiers for this? Um, Just... Off the top of my head, I don't have them like strict tiers for it. No, oh, is Draymond on that list? Draymond is on the list. Yeah.
1: Okay, I just saw that uh, he declined or yesterday he declined his offer. Yeah, uh, Draymond is on this list. I ha- I have them uh, coming up. Sorry, sorry for uh, jumping ahead. I just want to make sure because uh, you said you said you know tier two. You know, Dray. I feel like Draymond should be tier two.
0: I disagree, but uh what do you think of? Chris Paul, Russell Westbrook, and Fred
1: Van Vliet, and Draymond, you're throwing them with tier two. No, I'm not. <laughs> I'm asking you about these three guards. That'll be for the next episode, I guess. Oh, uh, those three guards. Hmm. I so Fred. Fred's gone. He's not coming back, and I, I don't blame him.
0: No, he's definitely going somewhere else. I think. Um. Who are the other two? Russell Westbrook and Chris Paul.
1: Chris Paul. Uh, he's getting bought out. Are cut like you said, and Russ. I feel like he's gonna stay.
0: Okay, you think Russ is gonna stay with the Clippers? Uh, what What is your number one best fit for Chris Paul? What team do you think would be the best fit for Chris Paul?
1: That's that's a nice question. That's because I mean he can he can make it play any team, and if the Lakers don't get Kyrie. The Lakers are up there. Um, shoot. Um, if we don't get Dame, Heat. Um, Drew Holliday isn't he? Um, doesn't he, I thought he was a uh, free agent too, or is that next year?
0: I believe that's next year. I, I can fact check that real quick though.
1: Okay. Um, I was supposed to say if. If the Drew Holiday situation or whatever, because I, I thought Drew Holiday had a situation. Maybe he, they extended his contract, but uh, I was about to say the Bucks. That would be that would be a good combo right there. But um, I, I, honestly, I, L.A., Heat. I ideally the options if you know things work or how things work around, around you know because right now the NBA is kind of crazy with what's going on. You know, room, like, rumors-wise, what's going on with, like, off-the-court off, off the court incidents and stuff like that. Trades might go down because of off-court incidents, which is, like, like, I, I can't say unheard of because I know it's happened before. But I can't say to this extent, which is, it is making this off-season crazy.
0: Yeah, it is. I mean, I, I think the NBA off-season is always so much fun because anything could happen. Yeah,
1: and I, I mean they're not in season. They're they're now they're, they can do whatever the hell they want until they have to start training again.
0: Yeah, I and I mean not just that, but just the NBA is always moving. It's all like you see superstars getting traded like every single year. Mm-hmm. That's not really common in other sports. The NBA is very unique in that. And uh, Drew Holiday, he's under contract for this year coming up, and he has a player option next year. So Drew Holiday is under contract. For the next year, and then the the last three players I have, um, Draymond Green, all right, Kyle Kuzma, and potentially Chris Middleton, although he has a player option, and this is tier three for me because of the unknown factor. Kyle Kuzma, is he's been playing very well with the Washington Wizards. We don't know if he's going to translate that to maybe a good team, if he signs with a good team. Chris Middleton's coming off of an injury. We don't know how, if he's going to be playing the same. I can throw Brook Lopez in this tier, two. I didn't have him down here in my notes, but we talked about Brook Lopez earlier. He's coming off a back injury just 18 months ago. A back surgery, rather, just mm-hmm. 18 months ago. And, you know, he's still an impactful player, but we don't know because he's getting up there in age. And the reason I have Draymond Green in this tier is he, I feel, okay, Draymond Green, he needs great players around him to be effective. I agree. That's why he's in this tier. Because I think Chris Paul, he can be effective no matter what. Just, you know, depending on the team is the levels for it. Russell Westbrook, the same thing. Now that I saw him on the Clippers, I think he can be effective. He can, you know, he can get his. But the team, again, it depends on how good the team is around him. But I don't think Draymond Green is in that tier because if he doesn't have a good team around him, I don't think Draymond Green is in the conversation for one of the best players in the NBA.
1: Yeah, I see your point on that. I, I do. Um, I reason why I would put Draymond a tier higher. Is because like whenever he is on a championship, I I, you can say championship roster or a good roster, he is a very impactful player. Defensively, not offensively. I mean offensively with his screens and stuff like that, yes, but not his offensive like package with the ball, I should say. But his defensive package, you know, his antics, they're not how Dylan Brooks antics are. They're, they're effective. He's proven it. He's won three rings.
0: Yeah, and again, the same thing we talked about earlier with Kevin Durant. He won those rings with Steph Curry. Um, Wait,
1: four rings, right?
0: Yeah, four. Four. I'm, my bad. He won those rings with Steph Curry. I think if Draymond leaves, he's going to the Lakers. Otherwise, he's staying with the Warriors. I think those are the only two teams that Draymond will go to. Maybe the Phoenix Suns now. He's not going like he's not going to a team where he's not going to be competing for a championship, though. And, hey, respect to him for wanting to get a championship. I understand it. Maybe he declined his player option. He wants to go somewhere else because of the Jordan Poole situation. And they just paid Jordan Poole, so that's not an option.
1: I believe you were the person that told me the other day... um, he might have declined it for, uh, um, because he might be getting more money. Or they might, or he wants the Warriors to give him more money.
0: Yeah. Uh, what I said, the other day was because Draymond Green's player option was $27.5 million. He's not getting that contract. He's not getting $27.5 million. So he either wants out of Golden State or he's going back to Golden State on a cheaper, more affordable deal for the team so that they don't get all these, um, you know Taxes And the and the CBA And everything mm-hmm. That's my theory anyway Maybe he does go to a bad team And he gets 30 million or something We'll just have to wait and see But that was all the Free agents I had down You mentioned Dylan Brooks Dylan Brooks is also a free agent um, Austin Reeves is restricted i see in a report though Lakers are going to match Whatever he gets uh, Same thing with Rui Hachimura He's also restricted D'Angelo Russell He's unrestricted He's going to go somewhere you know, a, a long, long list of players who are free agents. I thought that those few people right there, though, are the ones I wanted to highlight.
1: I've heard of links with uh, Dylan Brooks and uh, the, the Shanghai Tigers. <laughs> Honestly, I know that's been like a joke. I think Dylan Brooks is going to be in the NBA. He's still going to be in the NBA. All jokes aside, he's still going to be in the NBA. He still
0: brings some level of value at this moment. Hey, you know who should come back to the NBA? Dwight Dwight Howard. Yes. Dwight Howard needs to be back in the NBA. They need to. All right, Dwight. Listen to me. You're probably not even hearing this, but if you do, sign with the Phoenix Suns. All right. Take that minimum deal. They need it.
1: They need a center.
0: Take that minimum deal and get yourself a ring. You deserve it. They need a center. They do need a center. They can trade DeAndre Ayton. They can get more people in, and you sign and you be their center, and you will win a ring. I promise you, Dwight Howard. I love you.
1: All right. I don't know about the minimum, but like at least like you know. Or like a veteran exception or something. Yeah, sign, yeah. Sign,
0: sign a contract with them. You don't deserve to be over. Uh, I don't even know where he's playing right now. You, you come back over.
1: You're still good, dude. If, if if Dwight signs for the Suns, dude, I think I I think the Suns will be my favorite to win the title next year. Uh, I I love Dwight Howard and, <laughs> and his, he's been, you know, messing around over the, overseas more
0: and, you know, he's hitting threes now and all this shit. The
1: coach told him to take it serious. <laughs> yeah,
0: they, they took his money away because he kept taking, taking it unseriously. Oh, my goodness. Come, come play with, you know, come play with the NBA again. So, that is all the NBA talk we had today and, you know, we're only at an hour and 48 minutes. So, not that much talk about the NBA in our times um, So I do have a little bit To talk about here uh, With the NFL But before we get to the NFL I just want to say Shout out to the Las Vegas Golden Knights On winning the Stanley Cup Woo woo In five games Beating the Florida Panthers They
1: spanked them last game too
0: Yeah they did dude That was a crazy game uh, So shout out to them We love our Our hockey boys out there We love that big fight That happened
1: after game Four. Oh my goodness that was something else and them Florida boys were mad they were mad and hey
0: I would be too if I got smacked like that alright but congratulations to Las Vegas like I said uh, moving into the NFL we do have a few big storylines here I want to start with Stephon Diggs skipping mandatory minicamp he's since this happened he has been to a, a practice, and we do know a little bit more about it. But Stefan Diggs m- skipped the first day of mandatory minicamp with the Bills. He showed up at the facility but did not participate in practice, and he didn't have an injury or anything. So I have a few quotes here. Josh Allen at the press conference says, quote, I mean, I think it has more to do than just football is what I'm basically saying. I think there's the football piece and then stuff that happens due to football. And I'll just kind of keep it at that. Stefan Diggs, however, went on his Instagram story. He said, I just be letting people cap. If them lies help you sleep, better to tell them, big dog. So we've since learned Stefan Diggs has a problem with his role in the Buffalo offense. Obviously, you know, if them lies help you sleep at night, Josh Allen, <laughs> tell them, big dog. I mean, he didn't say it's Josh Allen in that. We already know who he's talking yeah, about. Yeah, I mean yeah. Um so he he's upset about his role in the offense and, and his role in the play calling. Uh what are your what are your thoughts now hearing this, I assume for the first time. Yeah, yeah,
1: this is news to me.
0: Yeah, so what are your what is your thoughts about hearing this with uh Stephon Diggs and Josh Allen, maybe a little trouble in paradise here?
1: I I thought they had a bromance. I what? That's crazy. I thought I cuz like 2 years ago I remember like they they were like really close and like whenever Stefan got got to Buffalo they were, they got close and they were like di- they were like the dynamic duo everyone was talking about Josh Allen Diggs you know like and now hearing that like that's crazy Well I will say this um
0: Stefan Diggs in Minnesota did a similar kind of thing I don't think he ever missed minicamp, though.
1: No, I don't think he did.
0: I, but he was unhappy, and he let it be known he was unhappy, and eventually he left
1: to Buffalo. I, I tell you what, my Minnesota uh, Viking friend Dylan would know about that. He's a big Vikings fan. All right, well we'll have to we'll have to get the source on
0: that one and see if Stephon Diggs ever missed minicamp. But he did miss minicamp here in Buffalo. And Sean McDermott, the Buffalo Bills head coach, said he was quote very concerned. Adam, um, Stefan Diggs missing the first day of camp. But like I said, Diggs did end up showing showing up for the second day and participating. I think it was more just a statement like, "Hey, I'm willing to sit out if I don't get my problems fixed."
1: Yeah, I I agree. I mean, like I I'll do the same exact thing too. Like like if if it was like a serious problem, you know, you know, I you know, say if like I was Stefan Diggs, you know, Josh Allen, like me and Josh Allen were like, we're going at it or, you know, or like the, the, me and the uh, ownership, we're going at it because my contract, you know, me and Josh, like say if I was going at Josh Allen, I probably won't sit out for practice because it's a player to player. But if me and the ownership were having a problem with my contract or having a problem period about something and I was a good player, I would sit, I would sit out. I'll make a statement and be like, and they'd be like, trade, like if they if like, oh, we want to trade you. Okay. See ya There's Being Stefan Diggs There's There's 31 other teams That I can play for And I And I And I will be Either be Receiver one Or Damn there Slight Like Like a Not like a Receiver two But damn there Receiver one And that's only for the Special receiver core teams
0: Yeah exactly uh, But the thing About this is Stefan Diggs' Contract Is too big It cannot be traded This year and probably not even traded next year and it's not like his production has gone down he's been pr- producing great no oh, yeah he produces so I, I really don't know what the problem is Other, he said he was upset with his role in the offense and in the play calling so maybe he wants to call plays that gets him the ball more maybe or maybe it, he wants to call his own routes or something I honestly have no idea what well, it could be
1: so like I forgot about the whole D. D. Hop didn't even sign yet, has he?
0: Nope. I have a little bit more on that uh, after that. We talk about Stephon
1: Diggs. Yeah, like, um, if D. If if Hop goes to Buffalo, which I don't think he will. If he goes to Buffalo, what what what, what do you think? What do you, what does he think that is going to happen? His ro- his role in the offense is going to change. His numbers might go down a little bit. You're adding another special talent. I think they're starting to realize Gabe Davis is good. So they might want to start giving him the ball more. Gabe Davis, if, I, if I'm correct, Gabe Davis is kind of a bigger body type guy, isn't he? Oh uh, yeah, he's a little bit bigger than Stefan Diggs. Yeah, they they probably they probably want to get them get him the ball a little bit more too in the red zone and stuff like that. Stephon Diggs is still a special talent, but I can see I can see that too. I mean, that actually makes a lot of sense. Maybe they're going over
0: the like the new playbook for the year, and he was upset that he didn't have as many plays as he did last year that were targeted towards him. I didn't even think about it that way. That's a, that's a good point, but you touched on DeAndre Hopkins. So he said, um, he sent a message out to, he said, whatever receiving core I join, I'm going to make your jobs easier, which that's true. DeAndre Hopkins will make a, a wide receivers job easier, but there's also another free agent. It's a running back Dalvin cook. Um, I believe Dalvin cook was the one who said teaming up with Deandre Hopkins would be dangerous and it would be, but I I mean, they're both free agents. They both have the decision of going where they want to go. The idea that Deandre Hopkins and Dalvin cook are going to team up and go to a play for a team. We don't know where, we know Dalvin Cook has ties to Miami. If Miami were to get those bol- those two, I mean, that's that's
1: dangerous. Even if
0: it's not Miami, even if it's any other team,
1: that's dangerous. Because we, I already know for sure. It's I think it's already set in stone, Dane. There, like he's going to Miami, Dalvin. It's not really set in stone. I I feel
0: like for me it is. Like that's where that's where I believe he's gonna go. But if DeAndre Hopkins says, Hey, we got a better chance going over here and playing here, Dalvin Cook may be convinced to be like, Yeah, you know what? I'll go win I'll go win myself a ring. Yeah, go win yourself a ring in San Francisco. If San Francisco's not winning with their quarterbacks, I'll tell you what. Brock Purdy, baby. Uh but speaking of quarterbacks, my Indianapolis Colts have a rookie quarterback, Anthony Richardson. And I just wanna I just wanna take a quick second to read this quote from Anthony Richardson. He said, quote, this is home and I'll try to make it home forever. And I just want to make that point. We got our guy. We got our guy forever here in Indianapolis. And I'm excited to win multiple Super Bowls with Anthony Richardson. That's all I had to say.
1: <laughs> I know you were you, talking to me like every day about it. And I, I, I love that for you guys. I mean...
0: We don't know how it's gonna how it's gonna pan out in the NFL right now for Anthony Richardson, but hearing him say that means he's invested in the culture in Indianapolis, and he hasn't gone through a winter
1: yet though, so we'll have to wait and see about that one. If I was Anthony Richardson, I would be pissed, and I would say I would say that thing too because, you know, there's teams, there's three teams that that didn't didn't pick him.
0: Yeah, well, two teams. Oh well, yeah, two teams but that three, drafted, but three teams that did pass on him. Yeah, I would be pissed too. And he, should, he should have been top three. The two three. teams that the two teams that picked before picked quarterbacks, so he was the third quarterback. CJ Stroud, and
1: Bryce Young, Houston, and Panthers. Yep. And you know what? Honestly, this is for the best because
0: this is the perfect system for Anthony Richardson.
1: Perfect system. We got Shane
0: Steichen, who helped Jalen Hurts take that huge step. You know, the Saints Lycan offense is gonna be huge for Anthony Richardson, at least for his rookie year. I mean, this is the perfect and you you don't have to rely on him as a passer all that much. You got Michael Pittman Jr. and Alec Pierce, who are big body receivers who can go up and get it. You got Jonathan Taylor back there in the backfield who can relieve that pressure a little bit because he's a top, I believe he's the number one running back. He's at least top three. And you got the offensive line, who had a down year last year, but they also had a statue playing quarterback in Matt Ryan. So, what can you do with a guy who's able to move around? I think this is this is going to be a really good team. I don't know if it's going to pay dividends right away, but this is going to be a good team down the line. And I just wanted to you know talk about it because I haven't been able to talk about the Indianapolis Colts on this podcast that much. Mm-mm, No. Because the NBA is kind of dominating the, the news right now because it's just starting the off season. We kind of came in late to the NFL offseason. And I just, I just wanted to talk about it. But speaking of the Colts, I have a, a list of a few teams here. It's uh, seven teams to be exact. There's trade rumors in the NFL surrounding Chase Young from the Washington Commanders. And the seven teams linked to Chase Young as potential suitors are the Indianapolis Colts.
1: Oh, what?
0: Yeah. I mean, he, I'll get I'll get to it. I'll go through the rest of the teams. Yeah, I'm go. The New England Patriots, the San Francisco 49ers. Let's go. The Pittsburgh Steelers. That'd be nasty. The Seattle Seahawks, the Detroit Lions, and the Chicago Bears. So, yeah. Chase, oh. Chase Young may be on the move. That's not 100%. And it's also just a rumor. I just want to say that right now as a disclaimer. But the idea, okay, of getting Chase Young on the Colts.
1: That, that would be wow.
0: Has me salivating over here, okay?
1: It has me salivating over here here in the 49ers, dude. Listen, listen. Hey, le- Nick Bosa? Let me explain this to you, okay?
0: We got DeForest Buckner in the middle. Yeah, beast. We also
1: got Grover Stewart in the middle. Beast.
0: We got Quiddy Pay on the edge. Beast. He he hasn't developed quite all the way yet. But he's going he, still, to. still got it in him. All right. You had Chase Young, who is a, a, a top pass rusher in the NFL, to that defensive line. We have the cap space and we have the pieces that we can make it. We can get it done, too. It's not like some pipe dream kind of thing. If we get that. That's only going to make our defensive line better. It's only going to make our, our cornerbacks better. And we just lost Isaiah Rogers for the betting scandal. He's going to be gone for the whole year, we're assuming. I don't think they Oh,
1: it's a whole year. It's going to be a whole year. Yeah,
0: they, don't, they haven't said it yet, but it's a whole year. We have Kenny Moore and rookies as our cornerbacks. If you have a monster defensive line, which we would, you have Shaq Leonard coming back to play linebacker. He's going to make that linebacking core better. That's going to make the defense so much better. You I need you, that to happen.
1: Um, Zaire Franklin?
0: Yeah, Zaire Franklin's also our, our, one of our linebackers as well. But Shaq Leonard, he makes any linebacker he's with better. So we can have anybody out there. He's going to make him better. So, uh, what were the other teams? I don't even know. I only care about the Colts. <laughs> no, Niners were one of them. Niners, Patriots, Steelers. Seahawks, Lions, Bears.
1: Yeah, Steelers, Niners, and Colts would be nasty. Out of all those teams you said, Steelers because Steelers have a really good defense, of, and it always has good defense. And Niners, they have a great defense. Then Nick Bosa. Uh, we just we just had uh we just got um uh Jamal Hargrave or Javon Hargrave Javon Hargrave yeah um you, you know Chase Young to add on that that's. Yeah. Nick Bosa and Chase Young—that's unheard of to have a defensive end.
0: And I also want to say that Detroit Lions also makes a lot of sense as well. They have trouble on defense, and you are—if you get a sure-fired defensive end, it's going to help. Like I said, it's going to help everybody because yeah. that's such an important position. That's, in my opinion, the second most important position in football. Like after he left bent. end, uh, I mean, I—I th- I think he's right end. Right, but he could play. I mean, he could play. Yeah, either. he could play any, but. He could even line up in the middle if you need him to. And I didn't I don't know if I said this or not, but I got this list from CBS on NFL. So this is not my list of teams that were suitors, but if Chase Young does get traded, that would be that would be pretty crazy.
1: That would that would flip like dang there like an like a average defense around.
0: Yeah, it would. He he is he's a game changer, and if somebody does end up trading for him. Whew, I mean, I know he's had his ups and downs so far in the NFL, but
1: has he like he's he's had double Zach seasons, hasn't he? Oh
0: uh, yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. He's a beast.
0: I think the problem with Washington and why they want to uh, potentially get rid of him is money. Mm-hmm. I think that's what the big
1: issue is. He probably has one year left on his contract. Yeah,
0: I think that's the big issue is money and also, you know, they're kind of in a they're in purgatory right now. Is Sam Howell the guy? Don't know. You know, with, without a quarterback, you're not you're not getting far. Look at the Colts. They got to the playoffs with Phil Rivers, and we lost a wild card. All right, Phil Rivers retires. We go out and get uh, Carson Wentz. And meanwhile, we have a, a good team, like a, a borderline great team everywhere else except for quarterback. We missed the playoffs by one game with Carson Wentz, and then we have the fourth overall pick with Matt Ryan. So... Without a quarterback, you can't really win. And you see that mm-hmm. with, with the Niners as well. Yep. They haven't really had a game-changing quarterback, and they continue to lose, even though they've so had better success we, uh, than we, the Colts we can't,
1: So we cannot say that because, I mean, Purdy did get hurt in that championship game.
0: You guys were losing that
1: game anyway. But we weren't down by that much yet.
0: You were losing that game.
1: You never know. You never know. I feel like, and, like, this is where our big argument is with Purdy. You, you don't think that he could lead a team to um, a, a ring. I I feel like, you know, like, I, I feel the same way, but I don't at the same time because we both talked about Kyle Shanahan. He's a great coach, you know. And, like, Purdy, I feel like Purdy's perfect for him and the system. I've, you know, it sucks about what, what Trey Lance, you know maybe maybe you know he does get the number 1 spot you never know there there's this big fight going on in like uh, San Francisco about who's going to be the number 1 quarterback cuz now they throw Sam Darnold in there i don't like Sam Darnold to be honest but you know i feel like Sam Darnold they shouldn't have even signed Sam Darnold but i get with the whole tight quarterback situation you want kind of a, a experienced quarterback that a purdy's not doing good Trey Lance is having do t- doing terrible during practices. Stan Darnold, you got to go and you're experienced. I feel like that's why we got him.
0: Yeah. I mean, I think that's a reason why you got him, And also it may speak to the, uh, the level of confidence that they have in Trey Lance. And maybe they, uh, you know, maybe they're not super optimistic about Brock Purdy's injury although we heard today from Adam Schefter on the Pat McAfee show. Well, that happened. It happened yesterday, but we saw the clip today that he, uh, Brock Purdy's recovery was doing well. But the reason I said, you know, it's not, I don't think Brock Purdy can lead a team to a, 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 win is that I think he got carried by how good the team was. And you're not gonna be able to keep that team together for a long time. And I think before Brock Purdy, can lead a team there he has a few more years to go and develop so that's that's why i don't think brock purdy is the guy for san francisco
1: i i and this is like what we talk about damn in there all day i i believe he is and we and we will talk about this all day trust me
0: yeah we would but we are over two hours so
1: two hour special
0: yeah, two, the two-hour special on our third episode.
1: <laughs> hey, you said you want to go up to four hours at one point.
0: Hey, dude, I'll go 24 hours. I don't care. We could talk about this all day.
1: Just need to take breaks and get up from the stool. <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> all right. Follow us on all social media, including Twitter, Facebook, TikTok, and Instagram at Sparkcast Media. Follow us wherever you find your favorite podcast and leave a five-star review. That's only going to help us out. Brian, send us home.
1: Thank you for watching SparkCast Media. And remember, boys, have fun, but stay protected.